Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Four Seasons and a Funeral. We're in the funeral now, folks. The show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a Philadelphia Eagles playoff performance of a fifth season. That happened today. This is a very in-topic reference. Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 2 of Fringe in Absentia, much like the Eagles offense. My name is Charlie, (laughs) and joining me today are David and Nick. Hi, I'm David. Hi, I'm Nick. Uh, I haven't looked at the Eagles score. I'm assuming it's X to zero right now. It was Uh, 31 to nothing, and then the Eagles got two touchdowns. And I think went for two points on both because now it was last time I checked thirty-one to fifteen with two minutes left. Any they've been trash. Any day the Eagles suck is a good day in my books. (laughs) But David, you're gonna hire all of those Eagles coaches. Don't fucking remind me. (laughs) Aren't you excited to have eighteen Eagles coaches on your team and also their GM? Uh... Aren't you happy to become the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh... Hey, they've won a Super Bowl. That's one more than you. All right, enough of the football talk. People don't come here to listen to sports talk. And if they do, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) They come here for our in-depth discussion about Storybook Brawl. Yes, because there's a new patch coming out and there's going to be changes. No, that's also not what they come here for. They come here to hear us suffer. Political satire? Also not what we're here for. January well, mostly they're here to job. listen. Mostly they're here to, um, you know, live uh, vicariously through our lives as we tell them what we've been up to over the last uh, time since we recorded. Right, everyone? Yes. Oh, yeah. What has everyone been up to since we last recorded, which was less than a week ago at this point? It was. I, I signed papers declaring that I owe the bank so much money. Just An unbelievable so number much of dollars. Money. <laughs> no, it's very believable because I had to like I can visualize and see the number. It's very believable to the bank as well because Charlie had to come to them and be like, "Can I have this much money?" And they went, "Hmm, yes." So Charlie, is it a little bit upsetting that like in terms of everything, because you're using that money to immediately buy something, you never actually get to feel the weight of having that money. Uh like that money is never actually like in my possession. That money is literally never, never in your possession. Like, well, yeah, that, I don't think that money yeah. ever transfers. Like that is just no, straight no, from the bank, the bank to the other person. The <laughs> like, bank, yep. the bank pays it on my behalf, and then I yeah. pay the bank, and they get more money for paying it on my behalf. Yeah, that's yep. how banks work. It's stupid. <laughs> I just wanted out. <laughs> uh, but hey, congratulations. Um, uh, 15 more days. Congratulations. Yay. This is now a homeowner. Um, I can only hope that uh, your homeowning life does not go like uh, Jeff's from the Fuckface <laughs> podcast. How did his go? <laughs> he had a one month span, so four episodes where something new in his house broke every time and he was throwing thousands of dollars. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my absolute nightmare. <laughs> It was like, yeah, so they found out, I redid my entire lawn, which cost a lot of money, but they found out that one of my uh, sewage pipes under the lawn is all busted up, so they need to strip the lawn I just got done in order to fix the pipe, and then they have to redo the lawn. That sounds fun. Surely, if you have the right kind of insurance, you would get some coverage on the broken sewer line. Depends. All depends. 
I I know that there's that kind of coverage because I think I have it because I had to buy home insurance. <laughs> nice. What an adult. Disgusting. You know, it's even Ugh. worse. Something worse is coming. My birthday. <laughs> you're only, you're not going to be that old. Be 26. You're just past you're the so mid-20s, old. Mark. You're entering your late 20s. And then comes my early 30s, David. And then comes and, death. And then death. <laughs> yeah, but that's something to look forward to. Nah, uh, because he he wants to at least enjoy like having like being a homeowner and not paying the bank a large amount of money every month at some point. That's um, not gonna happen. No, well, it it will happen, but it'll be it'll so happen because far I'll off. be homeless. Man, Uh-oh. I was I was um getting just real angry the other day about just work in general and how like. I get four hours, maybe three hours of free time every day to like play games or do stuff. And the rest of my weekday is just like driving to work and then working. Mm. And you've been spending that free time playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Very (laughs) good game. Highly recommend it. I don't actually. A new Yu-Gi-Oh! game's coming out soon called Master Duel. That's going to be better. I only remember Duel Links because um, they had no real server validation. So if you had the right Android apps, you could hack in a bunch of money and just buy the best cards and win in two seconds, which I may or may not have done. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been really just like I've been having like a card game itch because I can't play Magic like in person. Mm -hmm. And MTG Arena just isn't the same. Fair, so fair. I've been trying to find other card games. You should play Pokemon. There uh... isn't an online. There is an online, but it's shit and not on Android. And they were supposed to come out of a new one, but it got delayed because of COVID. I was super excited about it two years ago when it got announced. <laughs> hey, David, just go play Slay the Spire, the best card game. That's not the same. <laughs> I need to be oh. able to crush people with my great combos. I need to what be able was... to play solitaire by myself for five minutes and then deal 2,000 damage. What was the the one game we played for a while when it came out of beta and it had... Uh, Duelist, like... you mean? Yeah, what about that one? That's dead, dude. Oh, did it die? <laughs> That's oh, super fuck. dead. Oh, no. That's a shame. That game was fun. <laughs> That's super dead. It came out on Steam, I believe, had one expansion release, and then died. Oh, that makes me That's sad. True. On uh, the plus side, because it came out on Steam and I downloaded it, I have all the achievements in that game. Because <laughs> nice. at one point, I literally had every card. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. What well, have you been up to, Nick? Um, I've been looking for a new place to live because my after my lease is up, I don't get to live here anymore because my, my landlord's selling the place. Yay. Way to so. bury the fucking lead on that, man. Definitely sounds like you did something bad and you're getting kicked out. I mean, you, no. could, you could refuse to leave delaying the sale until eviction goes through, which will take actual months. I am not going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have the option to be a complete asshole, but like... <laughs> don't 
I, I I'm I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> considering that, that my current landlord is one that I've like uh, I've lived in their a houses nice for so many years that at this point, um, if I wanted a reference, they are literally the only person I could ask for a reference. Um, <laughs> he could definitely sign for your passport papers at this point as well. He's known you he long could. enough. Oh my god, that's <laughs> he's insane. known you long enough that he could be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is not god, a threat to insane. national security. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and it's weird because you've lived under two of his properties at this point. <laughs> like, I have. may I go have. back to one of them. There's, yes. there, I, I have the opportunity to go back to the first one that I lived in, oh, which is absolutely Nick. hilarious. Nick, remember the shower in that place? The shower <laughs> Wait, was so fucking nice. That, shik's, that that place is such a good bathroom. Was that, that the that basement place? one by the sushi place? Yes. Yes. Oh, but I remember going there twice to play Smash Brothers. Wasn't it great? It was nice. Um, also very close to the hospital. And sushi. Yeah. Uh, it is closer to the hospital. Um, David, is... why do you know that? <laughs> what did you choke on? What do you mean? Oh, no, no, that's that's the place where I cut off the tip of my finger. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. David, 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 David. Uh, in in other news, um, despite being close to a sushi place, that one time David and I decided to bake sushi, and uh... well, that's because the sushi place was closed the entire time right. I lived there. They're close right. to renovations. Every <laughs> close to renovation for eight months, and then we and moved, then... and then it opened back up. It was it was beautiful, but it was okay because the place that we went to had really good all you can eat Indian food instead. Um, I lost wow. a part of my finger. <laughs> a teeny, it grew tiny back, part. but it's a fine. Teeny tiny part. Uh, but yeah, that's that's most of what my life has been. Also, yeah, storybook brawl, and um, actually, well, I'm continuing to write the, the this paper, but it got changed on me this week, which was fun. So th- I thought that I was aiming for one thing, and then my prof was like, "Hey." There's the special issue. You should go to that instead. It's got a slightly higher impact factor, and um, you know it, it's going to be easier for you to get into for reasons. Um, so just go right for that and instead. And I'm like, okay, do I have to change anything? He's like, oh yeah, so much. And I was like, all right, cool. It's like, yeah, it's a different issue. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different issue. Also, uh, because this issue has to have AI in it, we're going to slap in this like uh, my my lab mate's AI work, and we're going to be like, look, there's AI stuff that comes in this, and I'm going to be like, this is what I need. <laughs> my masters why do i have to do this again <laughs> at least you know what you're doing then <laughs> maybe it's just uh i uh i lost my train david. of thought never mind david, <laughs> david, david had a ticket what was that stub? notification that i just saw <laughs> i'm just setting up some autos <laughs> david, i need to auto farm <laughs> Are you playing on, like, Bluestacks? What are you playing this on? No, it's on Steam. Oh, really? It's on Steam. Anyways. You can auto-duel. Oh, my God. Anyways, Charlie, Um, hit us us with that uh, TV guide. Let's get into this. uh, Members of the Fringe team go to Walter's former lab at Harvard looking for crucial information that could aid their current rebellion against the Observer Overlords. That was harder than it should have been because Steam Windows kept popping up locking the script. (laughs) So that was honestly a very good TV guide. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. this is this was a decent episode of Fringe. Also, yep. yes, decent episode of Fringe, good TV guide, what's happening? <laughs> like, I, I would give this a four four out of five, maybe even a four and a half out of five for TV guides. Like, I was gonna say, excuse me. 
of the episode. All right, just throw out the entire podcast format we've been doing. <laughs> no, 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 Just, just on the TV guide. I'm, I'm adding in the new rating system of our TV guide rating system. <laughs> Starting now. We have Starting like ten now. episodes left. David, if we're giving this in terms of fringe, this is a five out of five TV guide. If we're giving this in terms of all TV guides, this is like a four or a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. <sighs> Anyways, let's 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 start this episode off with the same thing as last time, uh, but a but little bit extended. Words. And from it's Olivia's extended point and of there's view, words. Uh, it's from yeah. Olivia's point of view because she has an eidetic memory. She remembers everything, unlike fucking yes. Peter, who can't remember shit. <laughs> Peter doesn't uh, even remember what it sounds like. No, so yeah, Olivia and Peter are at, in their like happy moment when the fucking observers invade. Uh, they are chilling by the picnic, and Peter's like, "Man, I wish I could be here forever." And Olivia's like, "Dumb shit, we should get Edda back in for a bath." <laughs> you stupid uh, motherfucker! Why did I marry you? Bad father, dumb husband. <laughs> and then something happens, and she wakes up in the triage tent with like a cut on her head. It was very confusing because they put like a tag around her neck. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw it, I think Live was like, Did they just kill her off? Is that like an identity tag that she's dead? <laughs> but no, it's just a triage information tag. And I was like, Ah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Then Peter um, wakes her up from her bad dream, and she's all sweaty. Peter's like, oh, God. I mean, we, you need it in the kitchen. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It's been 40 years since I've busted a nut. <laughs> Aren't you coming, Peter? I'll be a second. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, uh, Peter and Olivia have a moment here where it's, again, just like, a, it's fine. We found her. See, everything's okay. You don't need to worry. And it's like, are things okay, though? Are they? Um, the answer is no, they're not. Because you're on a no. fucking futon in the future. Also, Walter's talking in weird words. You're uh, not allowed to sleep on a futon if you're older than 22. That's just a rule. <laughs> what, if, what if your dog wakes up really early to pee and then refuses to settle in her crate and you don't want to disturb so- your partner? So you have to go downstairs so the dog can sleep, and you sleep on a futon in your office. You have a couch. The futon is more comfortable than the couch, David. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I don't believe it. You you slept in the fucking middle of the futon and complained about it hurting instead of moving on to either side of the middle. It did hurt. So, so David, I I think you need to revise your statement there. Um, You shouldn't be sleeping overnight on a futon. Um, Naps are completely fine. Um. <laughs> How many caveats can we put on this? The same so amount, many. David. This will become amount the new of... sandwich. Yeah, oh, I was gonna God, say. Christ how many almighty. You guys came up with a fucking flowchart for what is a sandwich? I wish we turned that into a flowchart. Um, but the answer is just everything for for the audience. Um, just, just, just believe it. Everything is a sandwich. Everything um, and anything can be a sandwich. If you believe if you hard, hard enough, enough and you change your definition of what a sandwich is enough, anything could be a sandwich, anything could be soup, and anything could be a salad. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, I will take no further questions on this. Um, you can argue with us on Twitter about that. Twitter but, plug. 
Where uh, where on Twitter, Nick specifically? Uh, at Forsaf, come come hey. argue sandwiches. Um, I'll I'll go log <laughs> into Twitter sandwiches. if David decides that he's too depressed about it. <laughs> oh, you even Meanwhile, know what our Twitter password is? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I expect David that if someone starts trying to have a Twitter war with us about sandwiches, you will give me the password, uh, <laughs> or David will just take over. Uh, I have said. I have said many times on this podcast to come fight me on Twitter. <laughs> I'd be a coward at this point to turn a fight down. Anyhow, Walter's trying to use the thought unifier, and it's not quite working because he's speaking nonsense out of sequence. Um, apparently also Portuguese and Swedish. Which, God, can, can you imagine if, you know, we got to listen to, like, Portuguese Walter, maybe in season one, and how cool that would have been on DVD instead? Um, <laughs> I really thought this was a weird reference to Portuguese Walter, and I'm like, wait, was Portuguese Walter more than just a meme among us? No, it's, it's just a meme among us. Um, <laughs> wow, that's pretty sus, Nick. Oh, it, it fuck, is so right <laughs> fuck right off. Fuck right off. You see they did VR among us? Yeah, who fucking cares? Among Us is I'm dead. Just, I'm just waiting for the TV show. Um, you all know it's coming. Uh, I'm waiting for the movie. Yeah, movie adaptation or TV show. Um, with the crossover with, one. with the Slender Man movie. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Uh, wow, I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, basically they're like, oh, we need to uh, get to the Harvard lab to see if we can... Um, find more of the plan or fix the thought unifier i already forget why but they're like oh we can't because they turned they happened to turn mit into like a base of operations why specifically mit we'll never know well i, I mean it kind of makes sense because they know that that was where fringe lab was right so it makes sense to like guard it but they're not using it if, if you want to guard it fine but they are using the building for other things. I don't know why they're not like using the Pentagon, the Department of Defense. Area well, we don't 51. know. So, Charlie, they probably, they, Charlie, they probably are. But if you were trying to perform science, why not perform science at some of the buildings that were made for science? But not your science. Surely their science is so far advanced, you would have to retrofit the buildings anyways. And you're already doing less ref less retrofitting if you do it to the science buildings than just random buildings. That's fair. Um, is this the scene where Walter's like, why can't we go to my lab? And Henrietta's like, oh, because it's guarded by observers. We'll need to sneak in. Is this where Walter says that's not an issue for someone who's taken LSD? Or is that a different scene? Nope, that's, nope, that's, that's, scene. that's this scene right here. Because that is my favorite line of the season, <laughs> and I don't know if it'll be topped. Because he's so giddy when he says it. It's it, it's pretty good. Also, the the other thing that we've missed at this point was Olivia going and um like just like cleaning herself up in the bathroom and seeing pictures of Edda growing up with other people. Because obviously, Edda didn't grow up without anyone. Um, yep she was adopted is, we assume she was adopted and that's um i can imagine as parents that would be fairly fucking brutal uh hey maybe you don't lose your daughter when future people invade i don't understand how they lost uh, her looking back at the flashbacks well, i don't understand what happened and how they lost so, her so so david i think we're going to learn i don't think they've like they haven't gotten to that yet and <laughs> will given we, how will given we how learn? we've gotten Given how we've gotten two flashbacks so far, my call out for the start of next episode is we get the flashback from Edda's side. 
Do you think Edda has an eidetic memory as well? No. Um, probably not. She she's got Peter genes in her. We all know how <laughs> terrible Peter is. From his Peter's flashback. also supposed to be really smart though. But he could remember words like a nerd. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he could only remember pictures. Who can remember pictures? Just remember the voices. Easy. <laughs> Yeah, who can picture pictures in their mind, right, David? Why yeah. would you do that? It's terrible. Think about how much of a waste of like memory that is. Uh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> who needs landmarks to navigate? <laughs> uh. The absolute shade. <laughs> I threw uh, that yeah. shade at myself. Uh. <laughs> they, they end up using steam tunnels that for some reason were... Um, really, really hidden. I get hiding it from the student body, but Walter's like, no one knew of these ever. But, but, but also, there's no way that the student body didn't know about those. Like, well, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> second, second favorite line of the season is they're in there, and someone has graffitied a dragon onto a pillar, and Walter goes up and goes, "Oh, I've been chasing you." <laughs> Which is like super chasing too- the dragon makes yeah. perfect sense. Two two strong drug references back to back from Walter. It's wonderful. Listen, Walter it's, it's, does drugs. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, they managed to get back into Walter's lab. Yay! Yay! Oh, and half of it is ambered. No, they. Yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But hey, there's a video camera. Yay! But it's an amber. No. <laughs> Too bad they haven't removed things from Amber before, like, many a time. That would be impossible. Oh, wait, oh, no. no. That's just what they're going to do. <laughs> there's, a, there's a loyalist here. No, but they have guns. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to kill this bit now. Yay. Hooray. Yeah, they, they kidnap a, a loyalist, um, and you can already tell he has too much screen time. Um, He's gonna be plot relevant. He's gonna be yeah. a character. Yeah, it's not even um, bad though. I don't mind him as a character. No, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's yeah. He's he's fine. Also, um, I, I I enjoy that. I'm pretty sure David that if anyone else in our D and D group watched this torture, they'd tr- see if we could bring this into our uh, uh into our D and D campaign, and that makes me fucked terrified. up. This is fucked up. We'll get there. Um, This is, I really, like, this this fringe, the the, the fringe that they bring in here is really good. Is it the next scene? Yeah, no, they they kidnap him, and then we immediately go into, oh, Henrietta's gonna get information out of him. Just give her some time. And then she pulls, or they they frisk him, and they find out he just has, like, bread on him. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, which yeah. they assume is just that's what the observers feed them. Uh. <laughs> uh, Walter's like, uh, I need a laser. We need to go get materials from the lab for the laser. And Etta goes and then pulls out this device. And he's like, Where the fuck did you get that? Why do you have that? Please don't put it in me. And she's like, Oh, not for you to know, not for you to know. And yes, I am. Uh, and then presses a button and it like vibrates him and ages him. And it it yep. does not look the- cool. I mean, it the looks angel, very cool. The angel device. The angel device is very, very fucked. This is this is really this is really good fringe in terms of um it, in terms of the science of it is like I I don't know, but just like what it like you know what it makes you feel is like terrified. Uh, um, 
And yeah, because yeah, what did they explain it as? Is it vibrates or shifts, it shifts all your particles? It vibrates. It vibrates all all of the particles in his body, um, and like kind of shifts them around enough, which causes him to age a huge amount. Um, that's better than the other thing that I was a little bit like. So what I think would have been even more terrifying is if it's just like, yeah, no, um, it kind of just placed him in stasis for like five to ten years, just sitting in this chair. Um, and his body aged because of that. And oh you know, my god, gets, that'd be horrific. That that's that would be Black even Mirror worse, right? Episode. Like, <laughs> like legitimately, that's a Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah. Um, it's like they do uh mental clones of you so that you can mm-hmm. be your best personal assistant. But one issue they have is the clones are always like, "Oh no, I'm a real person, not an AI in this egg shaped thing. I won't do what you say." And John Hamm is the one who, like, sets them up. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to advance your perception of time, eat a bit of toast, and we're going to come back, and you're going to have been alone for a century. You're going to do the work now? Huh? Huh? Oh, that's fun. But, But, yeah, no. uh, This is better, um, I would say, in that it just rearranges his particles around and and ages them up. Um, It's still fucked. It's still unbelievably fucked. yeah, but we get a worse torture scene after this, where Walter has to open up his laser disc player. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he wants the laser in order to build some sort of laser to go through the amber, and he's like yeah. hesitating. And Astrid's like, "No, Peter can do it." And she's like, "No, I must do it. Smash!" And then smashes it. And Astrid's like, "No, this laser's shit. We need a better one." <laughs> well, no, like... it's it's okay. They'll retrofit it, but also they still don't have power. So you know, they do have to go to the science building for power at least. Uh, yes. Uh, but which is the Olivia... whole point of that torture is to figure out what's what's going on in the science building. Yeah, because they don't know if the observers have altered it at all, uh, if they can get access there. Um, but Olivia walks in on her daughter torturing a guy and is like, hey, kiddo, what you doing? Just doing some torture. <laughs> doing some torture. Why is that guy a lot older and has male pattern baldness now? Um, and he's like, hey, I've always had male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> and man, does he look fucked up? <laughs> like, holy shit. They fucked uh, at him which up. Point- at which point we also learned more that this thing is not at a full charge, but at a full charge it will take 25 to 30 years off of a person's life with a single charge. Which is, uh... How are you gonna get information out of someone if you fucking age them up to the point of dementia? Like... <laughs> I, I think at some point it's not about getting information out. <laughs> it's just torture yeah, David, porn? Well, yeah. well David, we've, David, we've learned that the Observers are very fucked up in what they're doing, and we will continue to learn that through this episode. Um, so, yeah, this kind of just feels like another way of, like, yeah, let's just fuck with the natives. Um, and they've, yeah. they've certainly done that. I guess, but we do get an explanation later for why they have the device. It was supposed to, like, be used to um, help accommodate their bodies for um, time travel, right? Like, yeah. that's the reason to have it. But they're like, the, hey, if we use it on the humans, they age up. Might as well torture yeah. them, I guess. Also, I'd like to point out that I'm pretty sure that this is one of those torture things that, um, like, that, like, obviously when you, like, watch, like, when you've got all those torture scenes and, like, different, like, shows and things like that, it's like, yeah, whatever they're about to do is horrifying. But this one's like, yeah, this isn't just like, oh, I'm going to lose, like, a finger or a hand or something like this, which obviously will affect you for the rest of your life. This one's like, yeah, I'm about to lose, like, 
10, 15, maybe 20 years <laughs> off of my life. This affects uh, the rest of your life by bringing you closer to the rest of your life. By, by bringing you closer and losing a bunch of years of good health. Uh. Yeah. So Olivia comes in and is like, hey, maybe fucking don't. And Henrietta's <laughs> like, they do the same thing. It's their device. And Olivia's like, no, no, no. If he can't talk, he can't talk. You need to, you need to pace yourself, sweetie. I'll show you how to torture. Also, here, have some water. And she's like, whoa, 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 don't do that. That's that that will not going to end well. It just seems uh, like such a bad torture device because <laughs> it's irreparable harm. So why the fuck are they going to tell you anything at this point? Well, like, so David, once you've, once you've used it, then you're at the point of irreparable harm. But the threat of using that is insane. Yeah, but you've but she's used it already. But like, you're right, she has used it at this point. Um, and I guess I guess the threat at that point is like, hey, you've lost. Let's say, like, you'd probably start out by like having them lose like one, two, three, or four years, sort of thing. She obviously didn't do that. She just like full. Blasted yeah, she just him. full blasted um, him to like seventy yeah. with cataracts in both eyes. I, like, I I assume it would be how long can you go before, like, you can't. Well, we won't kill you. You're just going to live like this for the next 20 years. Yeah. That's what I assume it would be. But like, suicide is always an option. Like, it just... Eh, there's a way to stop people from doing that. Not if you're a guerrilla resistance force. <laughs> like, well, they... Sure, if they're the observers, yeah, you can yeah. do that. But not for them. Like, it just seems like a... It just seems like a terrible interrogation use. Like waterboarding is a much easier thing to do. <laughs> Holy fuck! Okay, and not irreparable. Like, I do think we need to put a disclaimer. We don't endorse torture. Oh yes, torture is a terrible. Torture this is, this is, um, doesn't this work. This is purely well. an academic thought experiment of what is the most effective torture. Of course, recognizing that torture Charlie, is not Charlie, effective. Torture doesn't Charlie, work. I think I, Charlie, I think academic's the wrong word. I think the word you're looking for is cursed. Uh. <laughs> well, so I'm just saying, like to go. It's a weird. It's a weird science device that doesn't need to exist. And it's just like, hey, cool science. Uh, we do uh, also yeah. get another scene that wholeheartedly makes me believe in David's prediction that the the cortexafan on the bullet is going to come back in some way oh shape, or my form god <laughs> because they ask for henrietta's necklace and then very specifically go don't worry we just need the silver in the chain for solder and then she and takes she, the necklace and then she looks at the bullet casing before like holding it tightly to her i don't know what if what if henrietta got shot as a kid or something and that's actually her bullet but we know uh, it's not because we've seen the bullet pop out of Olivia's skull. That's that's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> also, how the fuck did she get this bullet? They gave it to her at a very young age. <laughs> like when she when she disappears a child, she was holding on to it. Like was she wearing a necklace of that already? Because if so, that's fucked up, guys. <laughs> that, that is that is fucked up. Dude, that's a fucked up that. thing to give a child. <laughs> oh, and um. Olivia is good at her goddamn job because they see some pigeons flying in through the windows and Walter's like, why haven't they gotten rid of pigeons yet? The one good thing they could do. And Olivia's like, aha, we didn't trip a silent alarm. No one's going to come looking for him because he was just feeding the birds. Yes. 
Um, also, this is going to be very cursed for me, it seems like. <laughs> I am so sorry, David. I do not know what happened. Is your Audacity recording still going? Oh yeah, my Audacity recording's still fine. Okay, then it should literally be fine. Just, literally, Discord just decided to like briefly crash there. Should uh, be fine then, hopefully. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, um, dude confesses, yeah, you're right, I was just feeding the birds because I'm a sad and lonely traitor. Um, <laughs> but my family, you gotta, you gotta promise me that you'll tell my son that I'm dead and gone and that he doesn't have to look for me because, you know, I've seen too many people get stuck looking for people who don't come back and all this sad shit. And it's very transparent and very much like, please don't kill me. Let me go. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, but he's like, I have a two part access code. Here's the number part. The other part is my eye. And Walter's like, cool, we can duplicate that. Let me just practice using a scalpel on these cow eyes. Cause you got fucked up cataracts, my dude. Well, they definitely tried to psych you out with it. Cause they're like, cause oh, it's, it's just his Walter. eye. Yeah, because it's Walter just going, get me a star scalpel. And then they cut, and then it's him with an eye looking at it, right? Being like, I think I got it. Well, no, it's, um, this one's not going to work. I need another one. And then Astrid grabs some tongs, right? He walks <laughs> like towards this... him and then past him. And he's yeah, because he, he has both eyes. <laughs> like... you think it been, do you think it would have been funnier if instead it was Walter just being like, all right, this one's not going to work. Get me, get me another one. And Astrid goes and just grabs his other eye. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what they're trying to psych you out for. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, they then start giving Peter and Henrietta loyalist tattoos. I don't know why Henrietta is the one going, because surely they have facial recognition stuff. They do. And also, in the last episode, the head observer guy saw her and went, Ah, yes, the small child that helped them. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why she's going and not, like, Olivia, but whatever. They're going to go undercover. They're going to break in. Walter's made the duplicate eye, yada, yada, yada. Uh, let's let's go um and so well actually i know the reason why olivia is not going it's so that she can have a further conversation with the the loyalist and try to buy in to the fact that he has a son yes um and he's like i only joined the observers because i wanted a safe place to live because the rebellion blew up a bus my child beside it and it killed my child and now i gotta keep my family alive this is the best way to do it yep um yep so so is the implication that he has two kids that's the story he's selling or or did he did he fuck up and was like tell my son who is dead not to look for me because (laughs) i too am dead no he says that he's got more than like he says he's got more than one kid um He's yeah, not I mean, that yeah. bad at his job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get that side of things. On the other side, we have um, Edda and uh, Peter making their way through. Um, fortunately, not getting mind read too hard by observers, I guess. Uh, Which or I, at d- all. I d- uh, d- <laughs> <sighs> you can't introduce shit like mind reading and then just wave it off. Like Edda's well, the only fair, one they've who already can't... waved off that Edda can't. So. Well, yeah, but they specifically said Edda can't be read. But it's like, ugh. 
I don't know why the observers just wouldn't be constantly reading everyone around them. Because, David, that would be exhausting. Would it uh, be? They don't <laughs> seem to take any effort for it. It's they never seem been to applied. actively enjoy it. They seem to love doing it, and it's very easy for them to do. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Anyways, um, yep, they, they get out of that close call, they get down to where the thing is so that they can go turn on the power to the lab, um, and... Holy shit, the observers actually have reasonable security. Gasp! I was so surprised by this, because they punch in his passcode and scan his eye, and the two guys at the desk are like, he doesn't work in that sector, what the fuck is he he's doing? He's trying to be there. What, what is he doing? Let's check in with him. And he's like, oh, I gotta replace a fuse. And, and they're, they're like, like, why are you- your security? Why are you changing a fuse? <laughs> <laughs> he makes up, he's like, oh, big guy number 19 told me to do it. They're like, well, damn, uh, we don't, we don't want to question big guy 19. Um, yeah. All Which right, get in the there, sign change of a fuse. Sign of a bad manager. <laughs> yes. Any, Honestly- anyone working under you should never be afraid to double check. This is, this is. Building security 101 is you need to be able to approach your manager and say, hey, someone here is claiming to have gotten instructions from you. Can you confirm this? Hey, you hey, shouldn't Charlie, be afraid to this, go to your this, boss. Are, are we saying that um, Fringe Team didn't just write like good security in here, but also wrote in a decent problem that businesses should consider? Yes. <laughs> I'm shocked. It's almost like <laughs> maybe the writers had to go to JJ a couple times and then stop going to JJ. <laughs> For fear of rocking the boat. Oh, that would be... (laughs) That would be particularly hilarious. But they do end up getting in um, with uh, just enough conflict to keep you a little bit concerned about it. Um, Fortunately, the Loyalist is, um, you know, scared enough about what they're going to do to him that if he doesn't comply, that uh, he he does... um, get through and get them uh, get them through and they get to go see some of the fucked up observer experiments that are happening there's some brains there's a woman on a on a lab like lab bench that is probably not doing all right and uh there, there, oh, yeah. there's simon yeah well part of simon just uh, his head uh, just... but he blinks it's which is yeah. horrifying and bad uh horrifying in concept bad in the cg application of it again fringe has never been good at cg and there's so much cg in these first two episodes (laughs) of the season yep don't don't get me started on that laser uh (laughs) when we get there it's um but we have after seeing simon uh not surprisingly, Etta, who, you know, was a good friend of Simon's, um, is not pleased with this scenario and wants to go and, you know, f- fuck up this observer and get Simon's head back for, I guess, a proper burial. Um, just, you know, it's its own thing. Um, fortunately, Peter's able to stop that. They're able to convince Etta that, uh, you know, their current plan is more important. They need to get this. And by doing that, they're going to lose out on all hope. Uh, so there, there'll be a time later for vengeance and maybe to grab back Simon's head, but right now isn't then. Now is the time to turn on the power so we can get this CG laser going. Hell yeah. You know, this high-powered laser that is strong enough to melt through amber, but you can just stare directly at it with your naked eye. Yep. Yep. 
cool, 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 cool. It, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they start drilling the uh, the camera out. Yep, and it's slow going, but they're they're getting there. Um, in the meantime, let's go back to torture. Um, but we're done with torture at this point. Instead, it's time <laughs> to turn over this loyalist to the uh, to the resistance. For let's go back to torture. Further torture. Torture is done. Listen, Olivia walks back in fully expecting Guy to be aged even further. Like, and Edda's response is, "Yeah, that's not my job to do. The resistance. It's will not my job me. anymore. Don't worry, someone else will do that now." And she's like, "You didn't really believe that he had a son, right? You fucking moron." At which point, the guy's like, "I have a son. Here's my address. Please, just go tell him." <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Anyways, I'm off to be executed now, I guess. <laughs> Say unless, bye to my son for me. Un- unless, unless, uh-huh, unless. Uh-huh, unless. <laughs> As he's being dragged out. <laughs> uh, but uh, Henrietta does like thank her mom being like, thanks for not trying to overrule me on the, the torture thing or what I'm doing. Like, you, you appreciate my experience. And Olivia's like, mm-hmm, exactly what I'm doing. Yep, this is fine. You've, There's you've definitely totally nothing questionable read, about this. You've totally read the situation and my motives perfectly. I am yeah. proud of you, daughter. And Ed is like, I know you like to be in control, but so do I. And it's Olivia looking at her like, oh no, we didn't even raise her and she got all my trauma. How did this happen? <laughs> how did... Oh how, no, she got my she trauma and worse. How did she get more than my trauma? It's like, oh, the world's fucked. That's fair. <laughs> She's like, thanks for not even asking me about all that money I owe to that Big Eddie guy. And she's like, you got Peter's trauma too? <laughs> what? Wait, how did Big what? Eddie survive? <laughs> Big Eddie always listen, survives. Listen, listen, David. Big Eddie is actually number 19. He is an oh observer. Oh my god. They're gonna reveal. I really hope Big Eddie appears in this season somehow. <laughs> Would he's that, gonna would be that like, bring the entire season around for you, David? Would that gonna, make this season the best season of Fringe ever? He's gonna be like the gang leader of the Loyalists or some shit. Like, it's Peter going like, oh my god, I know this man. Could you imagine if they had to go, like, get help from, like, some smugglers or something? Something they really need. And it's just Big Eddie and Peter's like, ah, fuck. That would have been a nice callback. I think they could, hell man, they could still do that. Um, think about if it, if the last episode, when the Amber insert bad word here, people, if, if that guy had uh, just been uh, had just been Big Eddie instead. <laughs> Would have been great. Um, they still got shots, though. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Big Eddie. Um... <laughs> anyway, Edda is taking this guy to get maybe shot in a field, maybe turned over to the Resistance. Maybe turned over to the Rist- Resistance to be shot in a field. Who knows? I don't know, man. That field's got a bunch of white tulips in it. I'm pretty sure that something <laughs> else is going to happen here. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, yeah, the gang is still um, uh, just finished drilling out the uh, the camera, so now they can go watch the message that Walter recorded. Uh, I don't even remember, 23 years ago, something like that? I don't know what the time skip is. Yeah. But Edda uh, drops some the amount of time. That- yeah, Edda drops the dude off in the field, and she's like, do you even have a son? He's like, no, I don't. You're right. I'm a coward. Just kill me. Although I would like to work for the Resistance, 
I have an hey. active loyalist tattoo. Huh? <laughs> well, huh? to be fair, she's like, all right, get out of here. I don't want to see you anymore. At which point, we were all expecting her to just shoot him in the back as he ran away, right? Fully, fully thought that was what was going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just, I was right. I was down for it. Like, I was like, man, Edda's my favorite character. She does this. <laughs> Um, David, do you think do you think that that was actually what our plan was until he was like, "Hey, I'm going to go work for the resistance now." That's and why she did his galaxy brain play of like, "I'm about to get shot in the back. I know what to do." It's him looking at her, seeing her not holster her gun, and go, "Uh." <laughs> like, yeah, just get going. Go. Go on, run. I need a reason. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't die though, shockingly, and is I've... apparently going to join the resistance now. He's um, like, yeah. I saw something in your mom's eyes that made the difference for me. And now, I... now me, an eighty-five-year-old <laughs> geriatric man, is going to help the resistance. Me, the only loyalist to ever survive being held by the resistance. Nothing suspect about that. Hope I don't get brain scanned. He's like, yeah, but they don't have something I have, which is eye scans, and, like, I could get in places. Dude, you're 85 now. They're going to look at you and go, well, you got caught by loyalists. Or, like, you they're got gonna caught by loyalists. They're going to go, you were not that age yesterday. <laughs> um. You will like, not be this age by, like, nine million tomorrows unless there's a way to reverse it i just like <laughs> this man is useless to the resistance <laughs> almost as resi- yeah. as useless as a fetch quest for more vcr tapes which is exactly what we get <laughs> fucking walter walter's like oh Previous the plans walter, given a fetch quest oh look i must be dead because you're reading this tape anyhow the plan was encoded on multiple tapes and each tape will bring you instructions and how to get the next tape oh you uh, you have to survive you're the last hope of humanity anyways this is episode two of a 12 episode season (laughs) excuse you david that's 13 episodes oh christ (laughs) uh but hey we made it through um we yeah. did, and I guess it wasn't the worst. <laughs> it was better than episode 19, that's for sure. Season um, 5, episode 2, not the worst. Hey, that's the most ringing endorsement we've given <laughs> anything from this season so far, <laughs> including 19. Uh, uh, the glyphs for this episode spell out faith. <laughs> and the observers were everywhere. <laughs> Just not September. Yep, rest in peace, September, maybe. Uh wonder if we find out if he's actually dead. Um, no, he's just trapped somewhere on a magic rune. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that son of a bitch. That's, that's, what, that's what Observer Prison is. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just a room full of runes. <laughs> it's the warehouse from the end of the first Indiana Jones movie. Oh but just God. bald men in suits stuck. It's very similar to the D&D thing I described last game. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you sure, David, that that wasn't also just a callback to... To Fringe? Uh, Maybe. I, I, I still, as I said, I still believe that you have now created a, a character who you are basically making into a Walter of that universe. Uh <laughs> Listen, just, uh, we'll find out at his trial. 
It's gonna go great. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's get into this episode. Uh, episode ratings. There's also, by the way, there's no. Uh, they're 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 gone. I don't know if they're ever coming back. Um, next episode clues. Uh, Yay! <laughs> See, David, you found another reason to love season five. <laughs> the silver lining of the season is they gave up so hard they didn't even do next episode clues. <laughs> they might be there, but also potentially Fringepedia is just so depressed by this season that uh, they just didn't didn't go searching for them. <laughs> uh. No, people fringe the fr- people who wrote for your pretty probably love this episode, this season. Potentially. Uh. Um. Anyways, ratings. Um. Uh. So as a yeah. as an episode in season five, and then as if this was episode two of a new spinoff. So as a new episode, this would be like a four, I think. Um because it's very exciting you're getting introduced to what's going to be the overall arcing plot of this weird mad scientist who made notes for himself and he has to go find it to defeat the aliens which is very cool a lot of the technology is cool the angel device is cool albeit unnecessary those those two characters daughter is a lot more fucked up than we originally thought yeah. Oh, and look, her partner, who we've ju- known just as, as much about. Oh, they're doing bad things to his head. Um, so very, very cool. As season five of Fringe, uh, like a two point five. Better than last episode. Um, but I'm just not pleased about the fact that this is going to be a fetch quest season. <laughs> like, it's just going to be hey. them hunting down Walter's things of him talking to himself for no fucking who knows, reason. Who knows, David? Maybe it won't be a fetch quest season. Maybe they'll do all of them in one episode. <laughs> oh, please. It's just, I know whatever the solution they come up with, like, whatever the plan, is not going to be satisfying. Like, it's not going to be worth all this rigmarole. <laughs> rigmarole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, on my side of things, I'm going to probably give this, um, I, I kind of agree in terms of if this is a new show or a spinoff or something, and we're kind of just not thinking about it as, like, previously, like, fringe stuff. Uh, the concept of it, they've done a good job in this episode of expanding it out. Uh, it comes a lot, it comes across pretty well. They've like, I think the world, the world feels way more real and less goofy than it did from last episode. And if we consider like the pilot to be the episode 19, um, this, this comes across, across as a way more like real world. And also like, you can sort of see like better consequences and things. So yeah, a, a four feels about right for it. Um, as an episode of Fringe, I'm going to give it slightly higher than David with the two and a half. I'm going to go as high as a three here. Um, just because it's like, if we actually think about it in terms of the Fringe, like the Fringe science and things, like side of things, sure, there's no like big like episode, like we're, we're focusing on some form of Fringe science, but the Fringe science that they have in this episode is terrifying. Um, and like it, it, it's up there as one of the more like terrifying Fringe things that you like that you're thinking of. This um, is like and... old man baby but controlled, yeah. which is horrifying exactly. to well, think about. I don't I, I agree that it's terrifying, but again, it serves no purpose other than being cool fringe science. Yes. Because again, mean, waterboarding would work cool just as well. And and if we think about previous yeah, but fringe I like stuff. fringe but I like fringe elements that actually are there for a story reason and are built around it. This is just like she could have achieved the same results with a scalpel and a fucking belt. Like it's just she tortures him. <laughs> Eh. 
belt. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this a three. I think it's pretty decent fringe. We're still getting decent, like we're we're doing pretty all right on the char- whole character development side of things as well in this episode. Um, so like yeah, about a three. Um, which is sort of what I've considered to be like an average fringe episode. So yeah, pretty I'm pretty all right. Just gonna straight up steal Nick's. Uh, yeah. Wow. A, a four and a three. I really, I didn't mind this episode looking back uh really nice that there is no like big shootout scene like yes. there's there's like the only conflict we get between this is character conflict and torture but there's no like oh man we got caught breaking in now we got to shoot out and hide and oh we can't go back to MIT now like they managed to preserve the location but still have the tension that they could be discovered at any time without it being obscene, like, well, you were shooting five feet away from there. Why aren't you there? It was nice. Uh, I still have major issues with where the season is probably going. I'm very afraid that they've shown that bullet twice now. <laughs> hey, Charlie, look, look, look two episodes ahead at what the title of, like, episode four is. Oh, god damn it. Well, I'm going to look now, too, if we're all looking. We, it's, I called, it's called The Bullet That Saved the World. Oh my god. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, th- if my fucking prediction comes right, this is one of the greatest called shots I've ever done. <laughs> is this one, does this one beat, beat out uh, uh, Nina and... Uh, no, this would, be, fucking... this would be second to Nina and Broyles, because I feel like Nina and Broyles came out of fucking nowhere and was just me memeing mostly. <laughs> oh, this... also, where the... F- Sorry, just one other thing. Where the fuck has Broyles been? Fucking, he God. was in episode 19, wasn't he? So he's yeah, around. And then, and then I guess they were like, yep, no Broyles in season five. Right, Get him he's, out of here. he's still in charge of Fringe Division. He's still the head of Fringe. He, he might he come back. Where's Nina? What's Nina been doing? He's sitting in a wheelchair. <laughs> Maybe she got killed because the entire fucking um, old massive dynamic building got destroyed with dark matter. Maybe there's a there's a bunch some... of side characters. I'm really interested to see if they do bring in any of the alt universe shit into this because it just doesn't make sense for there not to be. Like you spend four seasons working up to it, and then season five is just completely different. Like let's we'll see, we shall see. Um, but yeah. Uh, on that note. Uh, I think that that brings us towards our outro. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you re- if you enjoyed this uh, episode, feel free to uh, leave us a like or a comment on whatever podcasting service of your choice. Uh, be that Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, all those other fun ones, and our home on Podbean. Thank you. Uh, if you'd like to argue sandwiches with me, um, just add us on Twitter. Um, I'll be happy to talk sandwiches. I think David's going to take over to start until he gets too sad about it. Uh, also, if you want to talk about Fringe, I guess, um, you can also <laughs> do that. Um, that's at Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Uh, if you have a much more detailed essay about sandwiches, soups, or salads, or I guess Fringe stuff as well, or wait, if you've got some, uh, 
uh, some like fan stuff for us to read um, in terms of just like fan uh, stuff. Like, what are you talking fan, about? I, I forgot the name. I forgot the name what for fan made fridge stuff. I forgot the name for that. We said that we were going to read out fanfics. You mean a fanfiction? <laughs> just that fan one. stuff. What's wrong with your brain, I, my dude? My what brain, happened? My brain broke. My David, brain broke. But yeah, David, don't you if, know what to call fictive stories written by enjoyers <laughs> of a certain property? Um. Yeah, fan stuff. <laughs> fringe, um, non-canon fringe media. Uh, if you have any of that that you want to send to us. I hope they send us fan art so we have to ver- verbally describe what it looks like. In a thousand words, because we all know that a picture is a thousand words. Oh, God. Eat shit. <laughs> um, Eat yeah, shit. you can Those just send us an email. for Forsaf, F-O-U-R. S-A-A-F at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us there. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next week. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.